Skin cancer is the most common cancer in the United States and worldwide, with more than 9,500 people diagnosed in the U.S. every day. Diagnosis is followed by treatment, which is a specialty of Ogden Clinic dermatologist Dr. Chad Tingey. Dr. Tingey practices the most advanced method of skin cancer removal, Mohs surgery. This exact and precise method of skin cancer removal was part of Dr. Tingey's unique fellowship training by the American College of Mohs Surgery. Welcome to The Daily Diagnosis, a healthy lifestyle podcast provided by Ogden Clinic. We're your prescription for health-centered conversation, stories, and advice. I'm Parker Shaw, and with the help of my team and featuring the talented providers of Ogden Clinic, you'll reach a positive prognosis for your podcast addiction by listening to The Daily Diagnosis. Okay, everybody, welcome back to The Daily Diagnosis. Once again, this is Parker from the marketing team with you. And April from the marketing team. And we have a special guest with us today, uh, Dr. Chad Tingey. Do you want to introduce yourself, Dr. Tingey? Sure. Um, I work in dermatology. I've been with the clinic almost 10 years. I always think of me as the new doctor, but I guess that's starting to make me like the middle 10 years, doctor. that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, I know, it's kind of gone by quick. I'm not from Utah, but I love living in Utah. I was born and raised in Las Vegas, and but then I married a woman from Utah. Okay. So therefore, I am now from Utah. You have, yeah, you have enough reason to be here. That's awesome. How long have you lived here? The, just We moved from San Diego um, t- almost 10 years ago. Nice. Awesome. And people would say, oh, how could you leave San Diego? And it's so beautiful. And we would say, you don't realize what you have here in Utah. And now 10 years later, I think people have realized it. It's yeah. Yeah. Place. Yeah. No, seriously. We were talking about that the other day, just how the housing market is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and at it's a great same place time, to live. You know, I mean, I came for a job with Ogden Clinic and that has also kind of turned out to be, hey, you don't know what you have. And, and uh, I'm so glad I did. Really good choice at the time. Awesome. That's way cool. Well, outside of work, what do you like to do? Um, It is the state sport to go skiing. So skiing is great as a dad because you have fun. You wear out your kids. They go home. They have fun. (laughs) It's a win-win-win situation. Oh, definitely. We we go a lot, at least... At least two or three times a week. Okay, that's the way to do it. Where yeah. do, you, do you go up to Basin? Just a basin, yeah. I love how close it is. It's the it's best. Too, it's just too awesome. That's fun. Okay, and then what is something that's unique about you that some people might not know? Uh, I was raised the youngest of twelve children. Wow! In, Holy in, cow! In Las Vegas, Nevada, which was not a family town. That's in, pretty crazy <clears throat> at the time. So. Wow. Is your family kids. still in Vegas or are they all over the place? Most of them are there. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Just two parents who had kid after kid after kid after kid. <laughs> a lot of people think I'm an accident, but that's not true because, <laughs> because it's common for parents to have 11 kids and say, honey, let's have one more. I know, right? So What's one more? That was that was me. So did you like being the baby of the family after but 12 kids? But your siblings kids? didn't. Yeah, I never loved that term, the baby. Oh, yeah. It made you want to have a tantrum <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what's the age difference between you and your oldest sibling uh she was 17 when i was born okay okay uh, and then when she was married at 19 oh was, wow, oh, wow. I, was, I was two so i'm in the wedding pictures yeah well hey at least you made an appearance right yeah. <laughs> that's really cool that's very unique so dr tingy why dermatology i always knew i wanted to be a doctor even when i was little i was fascinated by it we had uh goats that we raised we had a bike I don't know, 20, 30 goats. Wow. And there was a lot of medical things that happened on a small, you know, goat farm, I guess you call it. But I always knew I was interested in everything from wounds and 
babies being born. And uh, so I knew I'd go to medical school. I got to medical school planning on doing whatever I loved the most. The, the problem was that I loved everything. Everything you would go do was so fun. You, you would be part of a new team that would be doing surgery on bones or a team that would be, you know, delivering babies or a team that would work in the emergency room. So it actually became a little bit frightening towards the end of medical school when they say, okay, what do you want to do forever? Yeah. You can pick right now. Mm-hmm. And you can either deliver babies or fix bones. You know, it's two very different worlds. Yeah. And so um, I, it was just at that time that I happened to have rotation in dermatology. And the crazy thing is dermatology is like a, it's almost like a hidden field for other people in medicine. Most people don't know a lot about it. And I didn't at the time. And it turns out that it sort of, uh, embodies everything I liked and everything else that you see the young, you see the old, you see males, you see females, you see people who are sick. You see people who just aren't sick and want something cosmetic. It's, there's a real range to my day. Yeah. And what would you say, like you take away from your profession? What like fills your bucket? What's the best part about being a a dermatologist? Well, all my colleagues would say it's because I go home at five. (laughs) (laughs) but the real best part to be honest this sounds like such a cheesy thing but i love the connections of the families like we'll get a call and someone will say will you see this little old guy he has a groin rash most people be like oh no i don't want to see that (laughs) and i'll say yeah because he'll come in and he'll have his adult daughter with him who maybe has some sort of weird mole and then her daughter is also suffering from acne and i get to know her daughter and then and then they do something cosmetic and it's just really neat connecting the network of family and patients and how they're yeah. related and being someone that helped a little bit where you could. That's really cool. It's really cool. I never thought about dermatology that way too, seeing different people in different cases yeah. and throughout the generations too. And doing different things like my day is very medical and science. You have to know the basic science. And then at the same time, there's a lot of procedures with my hands and Mm-hmm. You know, I get to play with lasers. I mean, <laughs> lasers are fun. You have yeah. lots of you have lots of variety in your day. It sounds like yes. Um, what would you say if I asked you to share an example of like a, a standout experience of helping somebody during treatment? Um, it could be comical, inspiring, life changing. Is there anybody or any particular experience ex- that I should say that comes to mind? Yeah. Um, well, so another little surprise about dermatology is there is a serious side. There are a lot of patients who have skin cancer that does spread and kill them eventually. Melanoma being pretty commonly known, but something not as commonly known as squamous cell carcinoma. It's it's not as aggressive, but it can still spread. Anyways, about five or six years ago, I got to know a particular patient who was here a lot for his skin cancers. He had multiple, and we just saw him every few months and really started to bond with him. Turns out he was the lead engineer on the Kazi Dam. So he, oh, he was, wow. He was a you know man's man, well-established, really well-spoken, had a super cool belt buckle made of Black Hills gold. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> cool I'd compliment guy. his buckle, and we'd talk, and he'd come in, come in, come in. And then finally one of his skin cancers on his temple uh, spread, spread into his lymph nodes, spread down his neck. And it was hard for him because it – it's, it doesn't kill you fast. It takes a year or two and it's painful mm-hmm. and it made him lose his hearing on that wow. side. And then it made him lose his taste because it got in those nerves. And when you can't hear and you can't taste and you're in pain, you start to kind of shut down. He kind of stopped 
eating and he was getting thinner and he would right. come in he'd come in so deaf that we would have to write things out and he just seemed dejected like he just was done with the whole experience but he you know it wasn't up to him when he gets to die and so that was it was pretty interesting watching him eventually he stopped eating enough that after a few weeks he went on hospice and died and then um he his his wife came in like two weeks later carrying the belt buckle and she said hey a lot of people wanted this but for some reason he wants you to have it mm-hmm. and wow. so i have it in my office that's, that's so really cool that's really that's really touching mm-hmm. it must have had a really big impact on him that's really cool well i feel like that actually is a pretty good lead-in for our topic for the day so one thing that is pretty cool about dr tingy is his experience as a most surgeon and can you kind of explain what that is for our listeners that might not be aware of what it is yeah it's, it's kind of it's it's a bummer because it has kind of a lame name mose <laughs> yeah mose is the name of a guy frederick mose and when he was living in the 70s and 80s and 90s he was seeing a ton of skin cancer in wisconsin and at the time the when someone would get a skin cancer cut out 30 percent of the time they'd grow back there was a really high what's called recurrence rate and that's not okay if it's your nose and you get it removed and 30 percent of the time it grows back and grows mm-hmm. back worse it's harder to deal with a second time so he developed a different system of removing the cancer and instead of cutting really wide around a cancer, he would cut very, very small around what you could see and then use the microscope to guide where the cancer was and how to remove it. And at the time, they actually wanted to take away his medical license, the State Board of Wisconsin, but because it was kind of radical. Cancer was bad. You cut far, you cut wide. Mm-hmm. Right. But this was like, cut small and take baby steps. What if it spreads because you cut it? Who knows? No one really knew. Yeah. This is like new technology. So... He, on his own, did 300,000 cases. Wow. That he started He started teaching a few other doctors how to do it, and they developed all these cases, and then they looked at the cure rate, and the cure rate went from that 70% area to 99.999. It was almost 100% cure rate. That's incredible. Yeah, doing it differently. That is crazy. It was one of the bigger jumps. So because of that, they named the procedure the Mohs procedure, which I is hard to explain to patients because they can never understand why, why, what we're talking about. So then, <laughs> so then they tried to make the, the, the name Mose being an acronym. Right. So that's microscopic oriented histologic surgery, which that's never going to sell. Patients. Yeah. They have no that's idea a mouthful. About. So that's, that's the short of it. And there, he trained a guy who is named Dr. Greenway. He's in California, pretty well known. And I trained under Dr. Greenway. Okay. So I always joke that Dr. Greenway's my dad and Dr. Mose is my grandpa. <laughs> there you go. There's Isn't the connection. Isn't that crazy? I didn't know that Mose was such a new technology. So he's doing this in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. It's like you could have known him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. One day he got a, Frederick Mose, the man, got a skin cancer on his nose. Oh. And he asked Dr. Greenway, who he was teaching, to remove it. And so Dr. Greenway did it with a series of photos. And he has a lecture now that says, Mo's on Moses' nose. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like it could be like a Dr. Seuss's book yeah, or something. That's, that's I love it. So for so it sounds like it's really effective because it takes one layer at a time and it's able to go in deep and make sure that it's like, I don't know, it's really taking that out. What are some of the benefits of having the surgery besides like the accuracy? Um, well, it, so you get to tell someone they're cured, which is really cool. With 
even recently, there's some new technology with early melanomas, being able to cure it in the office setting. Say, you're cured, your melanoma, we took this out and it's gone. So that's that's probably the coolest benefit. But then a little hidden part of it is because you now have a hole in someone's face, usually, you have to deal with it. And part of the job is being trained in plastics reconstruction um, techniques to put things back together. And it's very creative. It's It's actually part of the job that I maybe like most of all is you design how to hide a scar where they smile and how to make the skin match and how to minimize what happened to them. Because back in the day, if you had cancer in your ear or your nose, it was just kind of like, hey, it's good for you. We got to cut this out. You know, you'll live. You don't need the tip of your nose. But that's not mm-hmm. acceptable anymore. You can't You can't totally, you know, disrupt the way yeah, someone looks. Yeah, for sure. That's really cool. Yeah, that's so really cool. there's like an art behind it too, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. It's a nerdy science with a microscope and in the end there's kind of an art. Kind of get to work both sides of your brain for that. Yeah. So with like it being kind of, I don't know, I guess, I don't want to say intense, but it's like it's very thorough. How does that affect like recovery and everything for a patient? They do so well, um, unless they're a heavy smoker. They, they, people are terrified when they come in and they generally say, this wasn't as bad as I thought. They go through a week or two of downtime, they're swelling and bruising, and then they're kind of back to themselves and they forgive us. Yeah. Well, as I said, yeah, with great results like that, I feel like it's something worth it. Yeah. Come on. Some of them, though, get some bad scarring. I shouldn't make it all rosy. Some Mm -hmm. people get, you know, if you get a really pretty woman in her 30s, she doesn't want a scar across her forehead no Mm -hmm. matter what, no matter how good you make it look. So we also offer laser resurfacing of scars. It's something that I was also trained in in my training. And so we do a lot of, you know, just trying to make it look better. You can't make a scar go away. There's, There's no way, but you can make it a little less visible. Okay. And then I guess maybe one last like common question is like, how is it like cost effective compared to other sorts of treatments? That's a really good question. I'm impressed um, because that's one of the big arguments for it. If you need a surgery for skin cancer, traditionally, you'd need to go to the operating room and then um, they would check it, the slides with a different pathologist. And then, you know, have you wait in the operating room until you're clear and then they could sew you up or fix you that was kind of the more traditional way it was very expensive to go and to use that facility for but sure the most procedure can be done in a standard office it has to be we have operatory suites that are a little bit bigger and have more equipment but standard and then one doctor is the surgeon and the pathologist so okay i do both and and oftentimes the reconstructive surgeon at the same time so okay it's a little more efficient and hours are saved and a, a lot of money is saved doing it that way Awesome. Well, it's crazy because you just came for from doing the most surgery right before this. So, is this something that you do like pretty frequently? Um, yeah, I've actually I'm kind of spoiled, and a lot of doctors would be jealous. But I've gotten every day of mine to be the exact same, and so I have a certain number of most surgeries we do, a certain number of cosmetic type cases that we do, a certain number of vein ablation cases that we do, and um, and sprinkled in between. It's still fun to see a 17-year-old get his acne better. There's mm-hmm. So it's really every day is kind of the same thing and very consistent. I like it's it. It's really cool to block out those days mm-hmm. with different procedures. Yeah, seriously. I like, I like the consistency. That's yeah. cool. So kind of wrapping things up, what would you say is maybe one thing you wish more people knew about Mo's or about skin cancer? Well, I mean. Final piece of advice. Yeah, final piece of advice. If you have a sore that's not getting better, it's probably a cancer. And that's kind of the thing we just people I say, well, I didn't know why this pimple wouldn't go away. 
anything going on for longer than a month or six weeks definitely needs to be looked at. That would save a lot of people tips of noses and parts of their ears. Yeah. So get just in get, there, get, get it checked. checked out. So we're really grateful to have had Dr. Tingy here on this episode. For more information on him or any of our dermatologists here at Ogden Clinic, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. And for everybody listening, thanks for tuning in and listening to The, the Daily, Daily Diagnosis. Diagnosis. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Daily Diagnosis. We're so happy that you joined us today. If you would like to find more information about Ogden Clinic, our providers, or locations, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. If you're listening today from Apple Podcasts app, make sure you leave us a review or subscribe so you can receive more information about the different episodes that we post. We love getting feedback from our audience, so those reviews are priceless to us. If you also would like to shout us out on social media, our Instagram handle is at Ogden Clinic. You can also send us a DM if there's a topic that you would like our providers to cover, and we really look forward to hearing from you. We post episodes weekly, so tune in next week, and we can't wait to be with you again. Have a great week.